Hello and welcome once again to another episode of the Road Trip Wrestling Ramblings podcast. My name is James Shimo. It is so good to have you guys here on this Monday morning or afternoon or evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this. But you know me, this podcast is all about one thing. One man, no studio, no microphone, no filter, just a truck and the open road. And we are here today to talk about all the latest goings on in the world of professional wrestling. Hopefully you guys are fans. If you're not, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. But in any case, we're going to get into the nitty and the gritty and the downright ugly. Uh, And boy, speaking of ugly, the Saudi Arabia situation with the WWE has gotten completely out of control. For those of you who might not have been listening or really aware of the whole situation as the weekend progressed, there was a huge to-do following the Crown Jewel event in Saudi Arabia featuring the WWE superstars. Uh, I did not watch the show. I abstained from it, as I said I would. I have political and ethical uh, misgivings about the whole Saudi Arabia relationship with the WWE, so I choose not to support it. However, if you did, that's completely up to you. I'm not going to judge you for that, and you know, your thing is your thing. I'm not going to judge you one way or the other. Uh, It was just simply my decision not to watch. However, I did take a look at the results, so that way I could be up to date with everything and give you guys a comprehensive report about the goings-on. So, you're welcome, Internet. So, when it comes down to it, the Crown Jewel event, from what I understand and from a lot of the reactions I saw on Twitter, wasn't half bad, but again, like I said, I chose not to watch for completely different reasons other than entertainment value. Um, I will say that the one report that I did hear that I am happy to hear went well for them, and I am happy to hear uh, is actually something that was able to you know, be done for the WWE, is that... <clears throat> excuse me is that Natalia and Lacey Evans were able to compete in the very first ever women's match within the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. That is a huge step forward. I know we give WWE a lot of crap from time to time with you know their whole you know shoving not necessarily shoving the women's evolution down our throats. I don't want it to come off like I'm a misogynist who doesn't really care for women's wrestling. I love women's wrestling. I think any woman who wants to step into the ring and compete and put her body on the line the same way that a man does is an admirable thing. So let's get that straight right off the bat. I don't think that, you know, the women's evolution is a bad thing, but it's the fact that they, you know, created that buzzword, women's evolution, and then they create, you know, this whole, oh, it's the historic first ever women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, that was a big deal. It really was. But you didn't have to keep shoving historic down our throats. We get it. We know the magnitude of this. We aren't five years old and have to have it spoon-fed to us, at least those of us in the audience who aren't five years old. You know, and, you know, now you get the, you know, the all-women's pay-per-view evolution, which was great. It was a huge milestone. But, again, we understand the magnitude of it. We get how important it is. You don't need to keep cramming how historic it is down our throats. This one, on the other hand, I didn't care about them doing the historic thing too much because it is a huge historic moment, not just for the WWE, but for women and for the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. It is a huge step forward in, you know, being a lot more progressive and, you know, moving away from some of those more restrictive policies that Saudi Arabia has had over the last number of, oh, I don't know, millennia. So it's it's a huge thing. And I am happy for Lacey and for Natalia for being the ones to be honored with that sort of thing. Now, I've heard a lot of people, well, not really a lot, but at least a handful of people complaining, oh, well, if it was going to be this historic thing, why don't you make it a women's title match? It's like, no. You don't want to do it first and foremost. You want to make sure that this is going to be something that continues. It's not just going to be a one-off thing. 
and you if it is going to be a one-off thing, you don't want to make it just a huge women's title match and then you know have absolutely zero build, have absolutely zero momentum, have no storyline ready to go in with it. So I personally think it was a very very wise decision to have this be a not uh, not necessarily a match with zero stakes, but you didn't need any real stakes with it because just the fact that this match was happening at all within the kingdom of Saudi Arabia was a huge, huge deal. There was enough magnitude and enough weight behind it without having to add something else to it. So again, first time ever, you know, just make it this, you know, big thing, make it a, you know, make it a big deal, just not too big of a deal. And then for the next time around, if you're able to get maybe one or more women's title match or, or just women's matches in general make one of those matches a title match and then have the proper build to make it as important as it is this match was important enough without having to add anything extra to it and from what i understand the ladies did very well they weren't allowed to wrestle in their typical ring gear especially Lacey evans um they did have to cover up quite a bit uh, i saw a couple of stills that were posted on twitter they had you know uh these oversized you know just cheap merch shirts, like not even the good quality ones, almost like the ones you buy at like Walmart off the discount aisle or something, but I'm not going to knock them for, you know, having to put that stuff on. If that's the only concession that they really had to make in order to get this match to happen, then it was more than worth the, the grief that it took to get to this point. So who cares if they were wrestling and basically wrestling moo-moos? It doesn't really matter. The fact is they've got a chance to compete. They got a chance to shine on a world stage in front of a Saudi Arabian audience who probably had never seen a women's match live at all. They only ever saw it on television. So, and, you know, they, from what I understand, like I said, they, I saw a couple of stills from, you know, the whole thing. There were women in the audience who they went to after the match, uh, you know, hugged and, you know, took pictures and everything with a couple of the uh, young ladies, even some of the older women at ringside. So I think this is a huge step forward. I think this is a big thing. The question now is, can they keep that level of momentum going, especially with everything that has happened after the show, which we'll get to in a minute. Also, big news coming out of Saudi Arabia. Um, the fact is, is that the match between Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar was, from what I understand, ridiculously short. Um, now, there may be a couple of reasons for that. I've actually seen a few uh, reports stating uh, the major reason for it. So, um, for those of you who don't know, and again, based on what I read, Brock versus Velasquez went on first on the main show, uh, and it was over in probably about maybe two, two and a half minutes, if that. Um, yeah, Brock tapped out Kane with a Kimura lock. Now, a lot of people are kind of disappointed. A lot of people were like, man, you know, you sacrificed Kofi Kingston's title reign for this piece of crap. Well, unfortunately, that is kind of the double-edged sword of having a... CEO who thinks that Brock Lesnar is the biggest draw in history and is willing to do anything to bend over backwards to make him a part-time champion as often as possible. Now, again, I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing because when you look at ratings and when you look at, you know, the general mainstream audience who isn't just wrestling-centric like the rest of us, Brock is a huge draw because he has that UFC crossover appeal. So I get that. Um, so... While I'm not happy about it, and I would have preferred Kofi Kingston to have a, almost a year-long title reign and have it mean something when he lost it rather than just putting it back on Brock so he could carry it on Fox or anything like this, um, I do understand from the business side of things why they would do it. Again, as a fan, it just annoys the ever-loving crap out of me. 
But in regards to Cain Velasquez, from what I understand, the actual match itself was meant to go longer. However, it seems that Cain Velasquez is actually dealing with an injury. It was something that he was not too concerned about and was hoping he could just do like a stem cell treatment for, like I know a lot of people have done with wrestling injuries as of late. However, it does look like it is going to require some major surgery and they didn't want to risk aggravating it any further within the confines of the match, which is why it was cut so short, why it was put on first, and why he was basically made to tap out to Brock uh, within the first number of minutes. So again, from a health standpoint and from a business standpoint, I completely understand this. You want to make sure Cain Velasquez has that surgery. He's able to have that recovery period to where he can come back and have that big marquee matchup with Brock, maybe at a WrestleMania or, you know, a big four pay-per-view or the next Saudi Arabia show, you know, do it, you know, up again and make bill it as one of the biggest rematches in history. Because now when you think about it in UFC, Kane's got one over Brock in WWE, Brock's got one over Kane. So it's one and one. You can tout it as the rubber match, make it a huge deal, you know, sell out tickets, do whatever you got to do. So, um, like I said, I'm not as annoyed by the finish knowing that as I would be otherwise as a viewer saying, man, they just wasted Kofi Kingston's title reign. They wasted bringing Kane Velasquez in. Um, I don't think they've wasted him yet. And it is unfortunate that they've brought Kane in. He signed a multi-year deal with the WWE. And now he's, you know, going to be on the shelf for eight, nine, however many months. So it is kind of a, a, a catch 22 here. It's like, yeah, you were able to have the match and everything for Saudi Arabia, but now there's no immediate payoff uh, coming down the line for really anything. So, um, you know, you take what you can get in certain situations, but overall, uh, you know, props to Kane for going through with the match, if, even with that injury. I know I think he's got another fight coming up or whatever that he's also got a fight injured in. So uh, hopefully he doesn't aggravate it too much and end up out any longer than necessary. So that way, um, he can go ahead and get that surgery and make sure that he's healthy to come back and really take WWE by storm. Because from what I understand, from what I've heard Triple H talk about, you know, with reports of, you know, Kane, you know, wanting to work in the performance center when he came down there and wanting to be a part of the WWE and everything that they're doing. Um, I really, I really think he's kind of caught the bug as, you know, Ronda has, as a few other people have who've come in from outside sources and really wanted to do well in the WWE and in the world of professional wrestling. So um, hopefully, like I said, Kane, hope your surgery goes well. I know you're probably not going to hear this, but hope it goes well. Hope you get a speedy recovery and hope we can see you in the ring sooner rather than later. All right. One other thing uh, that I do want to address coming out of Saudi Arabia is the big, uh, you know, before we get into the really, really, really big story is the title change that happened at uh, Crown Jewel. Yeah, we usually don't get any kind of major title changes at these Saudi Arabia shows, but uh, dadgummit, we actually got one this time around, and it probably was the one that you guys were thinking was least likely to happen. The Fiend Bray Wyatt is your new Universal Champion. Yes, you heard that right. Bray Wyatt beat Seth Rollins in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia in a Falls Count Anywhere match for the Universal Championship. This really took a lot of people off their game, really caught people off guard because they're like, there's no way they're going to have, you know, the Fiend beat Seth Rollins. You know, they're not going to have him take the title and go to SmackDown now that he's a SmackDown superstar. But 
that's exactly what they did. Um, yeah, I was kind of off-put by this at first, uh, but then I've been hearing a lot of reports and a lot of rumors and speculation as to what uh, is going to be coming off of this whole Saudi Arabia trip in addition to what I witnessed uh, Friday night on SmackDown. Um, it looks like that they are switching brands for both the WWE and the Universal Championship. For those of you who might not have seen Friday Night SmackDown, Brock Lesnar was out to open the show, basically said, hey, I've got business with Rey Mysterio because apparently after the whole Kane Velasquez match, he kept you know beating on Velasquez, wouldn't release the, the Kimura lock that he used to tap out Kane, and Rey Mysterio came in and started bashing on uh, Lesnar with a chair, chasing him out of the ring, and of course, Rey now being a Raw superstar, can't really show up on SmackDown with the division between the brands now in order to in order for Brock to be able to get his you know revenge to give him a receipt or whatever you want to call it so Brock Lesnar quit Friday Night Smackdown and he says you know what I'm done with this I'm going over well he didn't say it Paul Heyman said it but you get the idea um so yeah Brock is apparently heading over to Monday Night Raw taking the WWE title with him in order to get his revenge on Rey Mysterio and to make him pay for the beatdown with the steel chair in Saudi Arabia. Um, I really don't know how I feel about this. Um, now, for those of you who don't know, they are teasing a redesign of the Universal title. I hope they don't turn it into a, you know, a blueberry jam belt like they did the strawberry jam belt on Raw. But from what I understand, that is the intention to have a redesign for both the Universal and the WWE Championships in order to make them match their respective brands, which means that the Universal title would change from red leather to blue leather, and the black leather strap on the WWE title would be made to be a red strap, much like the Universal title used to be, in order for them to match their respective brands. Um, why do we got to make these championships this, like just color-coded to match their brands? Like That's the stupidest thing. I've ever heard of in my life. This is like, make them look unique. Don't make them look like carbon copies of one another. Like with the exception of the United States, the Intercontinental, the tag team, and the, uh, yeah, and the tag team titles on each show, the main belts for both the men and the women are basically carbon copies of one another and they're color-coded to match their respective brands. And I think that is the biggest load of horse manure that has ever... Like, we're not five. Like I mentioned earlier, we don't need to know that, oh, it's red because it's on the Raw brand. We don't need that. It's stupid. Make them look unique. You've got unique stages now, which is great. You've got some separation between the brands. You can separate those championships from each other on their respective brands by just making them look different rather than just making them look like they're just cloned in a 3D printer and you change the color scheme. I remember when the WWE title was one of the most unique looking championships in all of professional wrestling. And now it just looks like this homogenous piece of garbage that you dug out of the bottom of a strawberry jam or like any number of ridiculous colors. And it's absolutely ridiculous. It's like the 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 championships are getting about as ridiculously color coded as John Cena's merch shirts, and then I it just boggles my mind. Like 
do you have to treat us like we're children, like our memories don't last beyond the time that we watch your program? That's not how it works. And I know it seems like I'm getting amped up over nothing. Maybe I am. But I just hate it when the WWE, and more importantly Vince McMahon, treats us like we don't have minds of our own. Like we can't think for ourselves outside of having his booking decisions and his creative decisions crammed down our freaking throats. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely insulting. And I, I for one, am sick and tired of it. And hopefully, I don't know, maybe you guys are too. Maybe I'm overstepping. Who knows? I just know I'm sick and tired of it. Maybe you guys are too. Anyway, getting off that topic. So yes, Bray Wyatt, the new Universal Champion. Congratulations. Hope you have a long and prosperous reign because honestly, you're one of the best things about WWE television these days. You know, with the exception of that one hiccup in Hell in a Cell, you have been made to look like the most dominant thing that has ever existed in the world of pro wrestling, and I commend you for it. Now, just don't let them change you. Don't let Vince McMahon try to convince you to do something different. Stick to your guns. Make sure that you are the most unique thing that has ever existed in the WWE because, for the love of God, we need it. Sorry, if you could hear that, I was just taking a little sip of water. You know, when you talk out loud this much and you go on these rants, your, your throat tends to get a little dry. But, okay, now, now that we've covered the results of uh, the Crown Jewel situation, we can get on to the real situation regarding the Crown Jewel situation, and we will do that in just a few minutes after a quick little break. I've got to go ahead, speaking of getting a drink, I have a little water here, but I am getting a little hungry, so I am going to pull in here, grab a quick little snack, and then I will see you guys on the other side to talk about the nitty and the gritty of this whole ridiculous situation that has popped up. There are so many different reports, so many different explanations, so many different just aspects and perspectives on this entire situation. Uh, I'm going to tell you what has been reported, what has you know what has come to my attention, and we're going to see if any of it we can make sense and pull together and find a little bit of the truth of what went down. And like I said, we will handle that in just a brief minute. Don't go away, folks. Boy, howdy. It gets even stranger here in a few minutes. 